الحمد لله وكعباده الذين استعوذ بالله من الشيء بسم الله الرحمن ولا نهديه الله لمع المحسن صدق مصدقين الذين يكمن توجب النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم the dua that he made at that time it allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa sha'ban wa balighna ramadan Allah grant us barakat in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban and enable us to reach the month of Ramadan. On the one hand, while this teaches us the importance and the greatness of the month of Ramadan that Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is making dua and expressing his yearning to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan is a very great lesson apart from that. many many lessons but one great lesson that we are learned being taught in this dua and that is a lesson of talab to get close to the grace of allah taala to that extent allah <coughs> then dan will come talab is that the month of ramadan is a you get there we want to become allah that inclination is not even the person is not even desiring is actually disinclined the quran sharif allah taala says anul zimukumuha are we going to force it upon you when you don't want it you are resisting it are we going to force it upon you rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is present and those who a close family relationship blood relationship among them were his own uncles abu jahal and many other close people but they resisted this hidayat they resisted that bounty of allah taala they didn't want it for that as well but they still remained deprived and they were those who were not in any way related in terms of lineage in terms of family ties but there was a talab they from far off on farsi radiyallahu ta'ala an what a lengthy journey but there was a talab allah taala opened the way for him he ended up becoming a slave though he was a free person forcefully made a slave in that journey to get to allah taala but he had the talab allah taala opened the way for him in fact let alone this talab this talab is such a great thing allah taala shows his that sorrow on not being able to do something that he should be doing something that he should have engaging himself in didn't make it he didn't manage it and there is that sorrow this is something i should have done it's meant to be it was supposed to be done but my dear abdullah bin mubarak rahmatullah the sihasitta with his and tirmizi sharif abu dawud so hadith you'll find his name repeatedly in there among the main narrators of hadith of these kitabs person of very high caliber <coughs> it is mentioned regarding him that he one year he would go for hajj one year he would go in jihad and one year he would then conduct business but then that profits of that business too he would just spend it on the servants of allah taala some just coming to mind so nevertheless all this is means of lesson for us one somebody who was in debt and 
he needed some assistance, some help. So another person came and interceded on his behalf to Abdullah bin Barak This person is sitting here, he is indebted for 7,000. So if it's possible, you could help him. So he wrote out a note for his treasurer. So this person wanted 700. He was in debt for 700. So he wrote out a note to his treasurer that give this person 7,000. So the person took the note and he came. When he gave it to the treasurer, the person saw it and he said, oh, how much you need? He said, look, I'm in debt for 700 and that is what was the intercession for. The person who interceded on my behalf mentioned it, that I, I'm in debt for 700. So the treasurer sent him, sent him back that do you really want to give him 7,000? He is in need of 700. Then I'll give him 14,000. And the second part he wrote there in a very, very strongly worded manner that look, either you are my employer and I am your servant, then you give me whatever command, I'll follow it. But if I am your senior, then you take my command and don't ask these questions. Because my intention was that I heard the hadith of Rasulullah that that person who brings sudden joy to the heart of a mu'min, Allah Ta'ala forgive him. That was my purpose. He asked for 700, that 7,000 will bring that sudden joy and happiness to him. That was my purpose. Now, this is the caliber of person. Many, many incidents in his life. In any case, we were talking about this aspect of this, this sorrow on not being able to do something good. So, this is something so great, can we imagine what talab would be? So, regarding Abdullah bin Mubarak, after he passed away, somebody saw him in a dream and asked him that, how did things go with you? Now a dream, there are all kinds of dreams, there are some dreams which are of no significance at all, no meaning. Some dreams have a meaning, some dreams have a lesson in it. They are true dreams, they are dreams which are just nightmares. Rasulullah would sometimes sit and ask the Sahaba, anybody saw any dream, he would then interpret it. So likewise this is a dream, a lesson in it, not something that we can make as a basis for any shari'i ruling. So any case this person saw him in a dream and he asked him that how did things go with you? So, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala forgave me and beyond what I deserve, I deserve nothing. Despite not deserving anything, Allah Ta'ala blessed me with a lot. But then he made one statement and he said, now this is, he's saying it in the dream. He's saying, but despite all the greatness that I have been blessed with, meaning all the bounties that I've been blessed with, I haven't reached the rank, or I didn't get that rank, which the that blacksmith and that ironmonger who was my neighbor, that rank that he got, I didn't get. This person woke up from the dream and he found this very strange. Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullah and this person who is an ordinary person, who is an ironmonger, he is this per person working the whole day, and he got a higher rank than Abdullah bin Mubarak, he is saying that I didn't, that this person got a very much higher rank. There is some, some secret behind this. 
There's something to unravel in this. So he set out on a journey and came to the hometown of Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullah. <coughs> Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullah passed away. He was aware of that. But now he knew nothing else. He's coming from a far off place. In any case, he came. He asked about Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullah's house. Where, the, where would he used to live? They told him certain place. Who else lives in the neighborhood? Well, this person lives here, that person lives there. Opposite him, there was some person who was an iron monger. He passed away too. So, well, now there's something, something to all this. The iron monger is who I was told about in the dream. Yes, this is the message now that there was some person living across. So, in any case, he comes to the house of that person who passed away, that iron monger. And he inquired that so and so iron monger used to live here. He said, Yes, he passed away. So then he said, look, I just came to find out, was there something special about him? So the lady of the house from behind the parda, she replied and said that uh, he was an ordinary person, he used to perform all his obligations of deen, fulfill his salah, stay away from sin. He was like any other Muslim, the whole day he used to spend doing his work, at night he would come, do his bit of ibadat and said, no, there must be something about him. Then he explained his dream. Said, Look, I saw this dream. There is something about it. There must be some lesson in it. There is something special about this person. He says, well, if you are now mentioning this dream, then perhaps it is this. Perhaps it is what? He says, there were two things which are very, very, very prominent in him. One was that as soon as the azan would be called out, he was a person that used to be working with this iron, iron monger. He was a blacksmith. So now in those days especially, everything was done by hand, manually. So that iron had to be put into that fire until it's red hot in that furnace. Now standing close by it and all that heat and that fumes and smoke. It's a very, very tough job. So now after standing for so long and that iron is now red hot. Now while it is red hot, it needs to be stamped quickly and shaped into whatever the person wants to make out of it. So it's a long process to get it to that point and then if it cools down, you've got to start the whole process again. So he says, despite all this, as soon as the azan would be called out, as soon as he heard the azan, and at that time, if he had raised that mallet to start stamping, meaning he waited all this while, it became red hot, and for all this while he was tolerating that heat and those fumes. Now he is ready to start stamping it. And he heard the azan. From there he let that mallet drop. And he said, the caller of my rub has called. And now nothing can come between me and answering this call. He would immediately then proceed to the masjid for salah. So that was one of his very prominent traits. And the other thing was, that after Isha he would come home and then he would perform some nafil etc. Then he would come out of his house in the summer days especially. He would just step out and he would look across the road to the open balcony of Abdullah bin Mubarak Rahmatullah. And Abdullah bin Mubarak who was his neighbor opposite, he would be standing the bulk of the night in ibadat. So this ayin manga would come out and he would look opposite and then, with a lot of sorrow in his heart, he said, Ya Allah, I am a simple person, 
I got this hard work, this labor to engage in the whole day. And I am now already tired after this whole days of work. And now tomorrow I go to get back to my work. To earn a halal living for my family. Which is your obligation upon me as well. So I am incapable of fulfilling that kind of ibadah that Abdullah Mubarak is engaged in. If I had that strength, that capacity, I too would have done something more. But I am too weak to be able to do that which he is doing now. And he is spending his night in ibadah. So he used to then express this sorrow every night. After having performed his few rakats of nafil, he would come out and he would look at the scene across the road of Abdullah Mubarak in ibadat and he would then express this sorrow of his. I wish I could do this also. And then he would go to sleep. And then wake up in the last part of the night and make some few rakats of tahajjud and then leave for fajr salah. This was his. He says, but this is it. Allah knows best. Apparently this is it. That sincerity with which he yearned for this and felt that sorrow upon not being able to do it. Allah Ta'ala's bounties are unlimited. And Allah Ta'ala sees that sincerity of the heart. And what yearning there is in the heart. On the one hand, this is that afsos, that sorrow upon not being able to do it. In this is the talab, that I wish I could do it. And on this talab is this great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. That he reached that rank, Allah Ta'ala blessed him, beyond which Abdullah Mubarak also had. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't have any kind of issue with anybody, any personal matter with anyone. The one who shows the talab, he can be anybody. He can be from anywhere in the world. He can be whoever he is. Whether in society there is any prominence for him or not. Whether anybody recognizes him or not. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, none of these things count. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, that counts that who has come closer to Allah Ta'ala. So this talab that Nabi Islam is teaching us in this dua, we only love Rabbana atina kamad. So this is a very great thing. And therefore, this is the lesson for us. That this month of Ramadan, such a great month is coming, that yearning must start developing. That yearning must start developing from now, part of Ramadan. Uh, any nafset routine in place, some tartib, some program for the day, wherein the still out of the Quran Sharif, and now he's building the momentum for Ramadan. And people want to gain their one small medal. That one small medal, all it's worth is to hang it somewhere and to boost the ego. That I ran the marathon, there's a medal. Nothing worth beyond that, nothing. But for that, the person doesn't wake up the morning of that marathon to now run the marathon. When he wakes up, if he, wake, if he does that, wakes up the morning of the marathon to run it, then somebody will have to give him a lift a few kilometers down the road to bring him back home. Because he just doesn't have any energy. The first few kilometers are josh, and then before he knows it, behosh, khalas. End of story. So what he does is, months in advance, he's pounding the pavement, training, early in the morning, and somebody late in the evening, and one hour, one and a half hours, two hours, few kilometers, person is training. For what? For that one run that he wants to run, and the only objective behind it, to earn one medal. And what is punished that he'll give to himself. That is if he makes it across the line. And the sum total of it, something to boost his ego. 
nothing else so for that how much of training and how long before six months before there were many many ahlullah that six months before Ramadan they would start preparing for Ramadan and after Ramadan for six months they would be begging Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness for not having fulfilled the right of Ramadan so this Mubarak month is very very close to us Allah Ta'ala knows what is left of our life we should be making that dua Ya Allah give us that life till the Mubarak month of Ramadan enable us to see the Mubarak month enable us to be present in that month and enable us to use it in the way use that time in that way in such a way that you become pleased with us that the true appreciation of the Mubarak month is fulfilled by utilizing that time correctly otherwise many a time what happens is that the same like that person woke up that morning of that marathon to run that race so down the road he's barely gone anywhere and he's already tired he's already fallen off so likewise what happens is a person wakes up the morning that night is the, the moon of Ramadan sighted so now the moon of Ramadan was sighted so mashallah he is suddenly now all spirited so that day he is there for Taraweeh, he is there beforehand in the masjid and the second day he is there but the third day now he is already losing steam and by the fourth day he is now waiting for the 27th night to come back to the masjid so this was because there was no enthusiasm from beforehand there was no yearning, there was no preparation there was no mental preparation there was no momentum developed. So this is that which we need to start doing from now. The very very important thing about the month of Ramadan is that it is to acquire the wealth of taqwa. And the wealth of taqwa, what is taqwa all about? There are many ways in which this taqwa has been described and which it has been explained. Allama Qurtubi rahmatullahi he explains it in a very unique manner. And he says this taqwa the taqwa is to build the relationship with Allah Ta'ala. There's a relationship of this banda and khuda, the servant of Allah Ta'ala and his creator. It is not something dry like an employer and employee. Employer and employee, there's a contract, the person did his work, it's five o'clock, he's gone home, he's not interested in anything beyond that. He says, well, there's one more thing to do, my time is up, I'm going. And you can't force him beyond that, he did his work, he's gone. But when there is a relationship, there is love, there is muhabbat, then that he needs to, his responsibility is to provide the food to his family. But when there is muhabbat, he is going out of his way to provide them luxurious food. His responsibility is to just make sure that they are nourished, they are fed. That is his responsibility, that is his duty. He gave them what is sufficient for their nourishment, is good enough. But, now out of muhabbat, what he can afford comfortably, he wants to give them some luxurious food. Then he wants to add a lot of extras to it also. And then occasionally he wants to give them a treat as well. And then sometimes, the objective is that present inside. But then that present to when he is presenting it, then it is inside one fancy box, and on top of the box there is one ribbon as well. The object is just because he has to get a good bed, he'll be already concerned. Allah says, relationship with Allah Ta'ala. Meeting with the beloved in that Allah. Everything that is obvious. Allah is with my manner of dealing. Is this manner of talking to somebody, is this going to earn Allah Ta'ala's pleasure? Or it's just that, but earning Allah Ta'ala's displeasure. 
is concerned, this relationship has been developed, he will be looking for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Because the pleasure of the beloved becomes the biggest priority in the person's life. Everything else becomes secondary. The pleasure of the beloved becomes primary. Now this is the whole object of Ramadan. To acquire the taqwa. And now to acquire the taqwa, this is a relationship. That relationship commences with seeking forgiveness. Person really did something which now upset his wife. <coughs> now he wants to really... So now he just... Oh, he's sending 10 messages, very, very sorry, to pacify himself. The, the tongue, the ghibah, this is the stepping start over. Our hearts will be, then we'll go inside. Empty, emptied out of all of the fake, that left hand. The father, he needed to get five minutes. But as soon as he took the first step in his talab, what the father has already reached to him and picked him to. In that step for this Mubarak month of Ramadan, give us this tawfiq. It is reported in the Hadith Sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous amal and give him the tawfiq of staying away from sin and inshallah this will become the means of this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. This is something we should try and make an effort to recite daily in our time, our place. This what we are doing together now is to just give us some encouragement and Help us to start making the zikr daily, inshallah. When saying la ilaha, bring to mind that all the negative things in our hearts, all the ghayrullah, all the evils, all the illicit things, whatever haram is in our hearts, all this we have taken and thrown out, all the ego, whatever else, everything has been thrown out and illallah, there is this light that is coming into the heart which is the love of Allah Ta'ala, beside Guru Sharif. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi Wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama Tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada Ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah 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 
اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا علمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين والحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وأحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خير من الأولى إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, purify us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Cleanse our hearts out of all the sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are making sincere tawbah from all the wrongs we have committed, Ya Allah. We are sincerely repenting, Ya Allah. We are remorseful over whatever has happened, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are firmly resolving not to go back to these sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you give us the tawfiq of staying steadfast on this tawbah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us istiqamat on this tawbah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, I mean, save us from all the haram, Ya Allah. Save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts out, Ya Allah. Remove the malice, the jealousy, the envy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the pride and the arrogance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Fill our hearts with the love of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the A'mal of Deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Deen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of the efforts of Deen, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, use us and our progeny is the day of Qiyamah for the effort of Deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and difficulties, Ya Allah. Remove the pain of the Muslims, Ya Allah. Remove the oppression from the Muslims, Ya Allah. Remove the poverty of the Muslims, Ya Allah. Hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Grant them hidayat as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, if hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring such a punishment upon them that becomes a lesson for mankind to qiyamah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, answer the cries of the orphans, Ya Allah. Answer the cries of the widows, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, answer the cries of the Muslimin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we acknowledge all this is due to our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all this is due to our misdeeds, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, we have brought down the azab with our amal, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Give us and the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save us and the entire ummah from those amal that bring down azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Put the importance of salah in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, enable us to fulfill all the amal of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us those kind of servants that have the true talab, Ya Allah. Grant us a true talab and yearning in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. With afiyat, Ya Allah. Enable us to utilize every moment in the correct way, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us the full barakat and blessings of the month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. 
Allah. Allahul Alamin, make the month of Ramadan a means of a complete revolution for the better in our lives, Ya Allah. Allah, make it a means of earning your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of gaining the wealth of taqwa, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, make it a means of becoming your true servant, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their illness, Ya Allah. All those in any kind of difficulties and hardships, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant us halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and every grain of haram, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, at the time of our death, take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us on iman kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on tawbat al-nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah, give us jannatul firdos without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all the work of deen, accept it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Make it a means of earning your pleasure, Ya Allah. Allah, you become pleased with us, Ya Allah. Allah, we have you, we have everything, Ya Allah. We have your pleasure, we have everything, Ya Allah. Allah, if you, dis- you are displeased, we have nothing, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah, make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Allahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands with this dua. Ya Allah, you don't know of each one's heart. Ya Allah. You know each one's cry, Ya Allah. Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, make us all yours, Ya Allah. You become ours, Ya Allah. Make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Make us yours and become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the spouses, Ya Allah. Unite parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the family members, Ya Allah. Unite the communities, Ya Allah. Unite the Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ilahul Alamin Unite the Ummah Ya Allah Ilahul Alamin Grant that Muhammad Ya Allah In our hearts for one and all Ya Allah Ilahul Alamin Ya Allah All the good that Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Begged for Ya Allah We also begging for all the good Whatever Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Sought refuge from Ya Allah You grant us protection as well Ya Allah Allahum inna nas'aluka min khayri ma Sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Wa na'udhu bika min shadi masta'adaka Minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله